to proceed, brothers and sisters in Islam, yet again we meet in another day, as I promised last week in my khutbah that if Allah give us will, and um, we, we will finish up where we started in our main khutbah regarding the grave scene of zina. And as I mentioned before, these things are normal. And sometimes we tend to leave them aside because, you know, everybody knows. But yet, our young generation and our youngsters, they fall into these traps and they don't have a direction. So we, inshallah, we're going to highlight some few issues. And today, bi'idhinillah, we are going to explain the, the described punishment in the Quran and the hadith of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding this grave uh, uh, crime of zina. As you know, brothers and sisters, in every age, zina has been considered as immoral. It's, it's been considered as a moral evil. And in religion terminology, a grave sin. Accordingly, the social system in every age recognized and adapted the institution of marriage and also adopted preventive measures against adultery or fornication. The forms of measures adopted in this direction are many, however, differed under different social, cultural, and religious systems. This difference has been the result of realization of, of uh, destruction and the effect of adultery or fornication. Some societies have considered it to be more heinous than others, and some have conceived it clearly, and some others not so clear and confused about it. <coughs> Though adultery or fornication, brothers and sisters, has always been accepted as an evil, the opinion has differed as to whether it's legally a punishable offense or not. And this way Islam differs from other religions and systems of law. Social systems which have been akin to human nature have always considered <coughs> illicit intercourse between man and woman a serious crime and, and prescribed severe punishments for it. This is only done out of the boundaries of marriage. But with deterioration in moral standards, this morality grew weaker and weaker, and the attitude toward this crime became more and more tolerant. Then Allah Azza revealed in Surah An-Nur when he mentioned Surah An-Nanzalnaha wa Faradnaha wa anzalna fiha ayatin bayinatin la'allakum tadhakkaroon when he revealed the Surah and he started the other verses straight away Az-Zaniyatu wa Zani fajlidu kulla wahidin minhuma mi'ata jalda 
Ezania and Dezani flog each of them with a hundred stripes. This honorable ayah, brothers and sisters, contains the rulings on the law of relation for the person who commits illegal sex and details of the punishment such a person will either be unmarried, meaning that he has never been married, or he will be married, meaning that he has had an intercourse within the bounds of a lawful marriage. And he is free and is an adult and of sound mind. As for the virgin who is unwedded, the prescribed punishment is 100 stripes, as stated in this ayah. In the addition to this, in addition to this, he is to be punished, he is to be banished from his homeland for one year, as this was recorded in the two Sahih from Abu Huraira and Zaid ibn Khalid al Juhani. In the hadith about two Bedun, two people from outside the, uh, the, from the villages, they come to, to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and one of them said, O Messenger of Allah, this son of mine was employed by this man and committed zina with his wife. I paid ransom with him on behalf of my son, 100 sheep and a slave girl. But when I asked the people of knowledge, they said that my son, my son should be given 100 stripes and be banished for, for a year, and that this man's wife should be sown to death. Then the Messenger وسلم, said, والذي نفسي بيده لأقضين بينكما بكتاب الله تعالى الوليدة والغنم رد عليك وعلى ابنك جلد مئة وتغريب عام واخد يا أنيس لرجل من أسلم إلى امرأة هذا فإن اعترفت فرجمها Prophet الله عليه وسلم said by the one in whose hand is, is, is in my soul I will judge between you both according to the book of Allah. Take back the slave girl and the sheep, and your son is to be given 100 stripes and banished for one year. And O oh, Unais, he said to a man from the tribe of Aslam, go to this man's wife, and if she confesses, then stones her to death. Unais went to her, and she confessed, so, she, so he stoned her to death. This indicates that if a person who is guilty of illegal sex is a virgin and unmarried, he should be banished in addition to being given 100 stripes. But if he is married, meaning he has had intercourse within the bounds of lawful marriage, and he is free, adults, and of sound mind, then he should be sown to death. Imam Malik recorded that Omar, may Allah be pleased with him, one day stood up and praised and glorified Allah Azza wa Jalla and he said, O people, Allah sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the truth and revealed to him the book. One of the things that was revealed to him was the ayah of stoning to death, which we have recited and understood. The messenger of Allah carried out the punishment of stoning and after him we did so. But I'm afraid that as the time goes, some will say they did not find the eye of stoning in the book of Allah. And they will go astray because they abandoned one of obligations revealed by Allah. Stoning is something that is prescribed in the book of Allah for the person, man or woman, who commits 
illegal sex. If he or she married, if deceives evidence is produced, if decides evidence is produced, or if a pregnancy results from, from that, or if they confess to it, then they should be punished for that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he carries with that eye, he says, وَلَا تَأْخُذُكُمْ بِهِمَا رَعْفَةٌ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ Let no be pity withhold you in their case. That means in, punish, in, in, in producing the punishments of Allah Azawajalla. But that, it doesn't mean that we, we don't pity to the person. Of course we pity to the person, but we have to not have pity for, uh, for prescribing the punishment of Allah Azawajalla. So brothers and sisters, this is our case today. This legislation which Allah Azawajalla prescribes in the Quran, some of them, they can be looked at immoral to other people. They can look at barbaric to other people. And then we as a Muslim, we fall into the same level of disbelief as others. Because some of the Muslims, they will say, we don't find this in the Quran. Of course, even if you don't find that the ayahs of Rajim, as the Sahaba explained, that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken it out from recitation, but its legal legislation is still there. And that's the hadith of Prophet prescribes and so on. So for a Muslim, for not knowing or for not finding for your little knowledge, you don't go and say this doesn't exist in Islam. Of course, we're not, we're not here to implement because we, we are not, let's say, in an Islamic uh, Sharia or so on. But the legislation of Allah Azawajalla, they will still be there forever to stay. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Ta'afawul hududa fima baynakum fama bala'ani min had faqad wajib. He says, Prophet ﷺ, compromise with the matter of prescribed punishment mutually, sorting out among yourselves. For once the matter where it reaches me, I'm obliged to carry it out. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in kuntum tu'minuna billahi wal akhir. If you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the last day, then you have to, you have to well, make sure this legislation stands. And the believer shall be witness that sort of punishment. That is as we said. We learn that the Quran does not mention the ayah of Rajim, but as we know, it's been prescribed in the tradition. And we learn from many authentic traditions that not only did the Prophet Peace, and peace be upon him, prescribe the punishment of stoning to death for it verbally, but also enforced in several cases. Then after him, his successors not only enforced this, by the, the, the act upon this punishment, then after him, the successor, not only the caliphate also did that. We know that the knock and the companions and their followers were anonymous on this point, and there is not a single saying of anyone to suggest that anybody doubted authenticity of this, of this act. And we know, brothers and sisters, 
there are few incidents happen at the time of Prophet One of the incidents which men of the hadith is the incident of Ma'iz. I assume probably everybody knows this incident, but for the, for the case of reminding, I will again uh, mention this bi'idhnillah. So, Ma'iz, he committed, this is one of the young sahabi committed the acts of adultery, and he went before Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I committed zina. Please purify me. He knew what he's got into that he went to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, purify me. That means the legislation which are there for stoning, I want to be stoned. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned away. Then a boy went in front of him and said, again, Prophet ﷺ, purify me. Prophet ﷺ, he says, war be to you. Go back and pray to Allah for forgiveness. But the boy again appeared before Prophet ﷺ and said the same thing. After doing that four times, the Prophet ﷺ now questioned the boy to make sure that there was no any doubtful of what he has done. The, the, the Prophet ﷺ told the boy, you might have only kissed her or, um, uh, or embraced her. You might have looked at her with lust. You didn't commit dinner. The boy said no. The Prophet ﷺ then asked, did you lie with her in the same bed? The boy replied in the affirmative matter. Then the Prophet ﷺ asked the questions huh? to the boy again. Do you have sexual intercourse with her? The boy again replied in the affirmative. The Prophet ﷺ then inquired the most explicit Arabic expression specifically used for this act. Such a naked expression had never before been heard, nor was ever heard afterwards from him. Had it not been the question of the life and death for an individual, the Prophet ﷺ, he would have never uttered such a word. But the boy again replied in affirmative to this explicit question. The Prophet ﷺ then asked, did you commit the act in such a manner? that your male organ disappeared in a female part, the boy answered yes. Again, he was asked whether the act was a complete as, as a piston in a cylinder and a rope in a well. The boy again answered in an affirm affirmative. Again, he was asked whether he really understood was in a man. So brothers and sisters, this expression which the Prophet was explaining that to get rid of any doubts and that's why zina in a many in in a modern in from from beginning of islam till today when zina is committed and somebody throws somebody for zina you have to bring four witnesses four male witnesses and they have to witness the act of zina as we describe our prophet was describing to this book but that's never happened in any islamic era till today 
But when, when the boys affirmed this, then the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, he asked the Sahaba to take the boy and stone him to death. Then they took the boy. For that, and in between, when they're stoning her, when they're stoning him, the boy saw the death coming, and he started crying so that he can be relieved from that. He told them to stop, stop, but the Sahaba carried on, and they stoned him to death. When they related the incident to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the merciful messenger ever come to the earth and he said, why you didn't leave him? Perhaps he would have repented to Allah Azawajalla. So even though he, he, he confronts and he confirmed, but yet Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he know these matters between, between a man and Allah Azawajalla, perhaps Allah Azawajalla would have forgiven the boy. And the Sahaba, other the Sahaba laughed on that incident. When the boys got scared, and when Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam heard that, and he said, indeed, Ma'iz had repented. A repentance, if it was to be distributed to the people of Medina, it wouldn't have been enough. That means Allah Azza has forgiven him, and Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a witness for him to go to the Jannah. Ahibati, the second incident, is known as the incident is, is a woman known as Ghamidiyya, who was a woman from the clan of, of Ghamidi. This woman as well, she committed an alert and went to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to make sure that she wasn't uh, just making up or lying. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told her to go back and repent to Allah But the woman insisted and he said, but I'm pregnant. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, go huh, till you, 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 you bring out the baby. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hoping this lady will go and repent to Allah Azawajalla, no coming back. But the woman came back with the baby, said to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm here with the baby, I want to be purified. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told her, go back and feed your baby because he's still a young baby. She went back again and this woman came back to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with a a baby who is grown up is, is able to eat from his, from his hand. At that time, Prophet ﷺ has no choice than to tell the Sahaba to go and son her to death. So this was happened. As we know that in these cases, it's only the confessions has related to this incident so far of, of stoning. أقول قولي هذا وصافر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين كل ذنب فاستغفروه وقفوا رحيم البر الكريم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على من نبي بعده وعلى آله وصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين brothers and sisters the the legislation in Islam, they're not just brought to punish the humanity, but they are there to give us a direction, to warn us from the grave 
from the grave outcome of the zina and other matters in religion. But as we know, Allah is Ghafoorul Rahim. Allah is very merciful. As He says in the Quran, at the beginning, he said, for those at the beginning of legislation of zina, he says, and for those two persons among you who commit illegal sexual intercourse, punish them. Ibn Abad, Ibn Abbas said, this punishment includes cursing, shaming them, and beating them with sandals at the time of beginning of Islam. This was the ruling until Allah abrogated it with flogging or stoning. But Allah says in the in the ayah, when they repent and do the righteous good deeds, refrain from the evil, uh, leave them alone, do not verbally abuse them after that. That since Allah is, is a truly who accepts repentance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us, is asking the mu'minun. Every time an evil act happened to everybody, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he calling us upon the tawbah and he says, إِنَّمَا التَّوْبَةُ عَلَى اللَّهِ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السُّوءَ بِجَهَالَةٍ ثُمَّ يَتُوبُونَ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ فَأُولَٰئِكَ يَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا Allah accepts only the repentance of those who do evil in an ignorance and foolishness and repent soon afterward. So if an evil come to any of the brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is accepting the tawbah when a person is in the ghafla or he's, uh, he doesn't know that and he repents quickly. And it's not a tawbah for those who do evil. Till when a time comes for a person to depart in the world, the mouth come to him, then a person will say, I repented now. No, for those who die while they are disbelievers, for them we have prepared a painful torment of Jahannam. So brothers and sisters, all of these to, to highlight the grave sin of, of Zina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us the hidayah to, to, to learn from the Quran huh? and to be away from these all sins. Rabbana taqabal minna inna kanta samiul alim. وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا لا تزي قلوبنا بعد هديتنا وحبلنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إننا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت سميع العليم ربنا لا تجعل في مقامنا هذا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فريته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريض إلا شفيته ولا مريض إلا شفيته ولا دينا إلا قضيته يا رب العالمين أقول قولي هذا وصافر الله لي ولكم سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نصافرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم